on 1116 SEN, the A-League Hour, with Mark Fine and Carlos Alberto from Fordiegos.com. This is the problem where they're very open. See that distance from the attack to the back four. It's just so open. Menendez, lovely ball. Sonak! The soccer Sonak doubles the lead for the victory. It's been coming. Keane versus Kovic. And Keane wins out. The Galaxy are on the scoreboard. Well... Well, there you go. A couple more goals. We've gone 45 and a bit minutes. Well, 45 minutes and time added on. Here's another great chance for a Melbourne victory goal. But up goes the linesman's flag. So it's going to be half time. Melbourne victory two. LA Galaxy one. Carlos Alberto Diego is in the studio. And what is the story? Just very quickly, the game between Sydney FC and Perth scheduled for tomorrow. Uh, look, I only quickly got the media release as I was walking out tonight, and uh, and it, it it's mentioned something about Perth Glory not being able to get the flight. So I'm not sure what's happened there by way of flights. So obviously, it's a travel issue with Perth, and uh, which is disappointing because I think Sydney wanted to follow up pretty quickly after their good performance on the weekend. Yeah, it does seem, given that we don't have any airstrikes at the moment, I don't think that there's any industrial action, that mm. it was a bit of a misstep, given that the game was scheduled for tomorrow at Campbelltown. No game, though. Let's talk a little bit about Melbourne Hart. And by the way, Eugene Golikovic, a firm favourite with Melbourne Victory fans over the years. He was, you know, it was an amazing thing when Ernie Merrick selected this first squad. He went in with two frontline goalkeepers and let them fight for it. In the end, Theo, Michael Theoklatos, probably edged in front. But Eugene never let his team down when he was in goal and went on to go to Adelaide and become a very good goalkeeper there. So he's an interesting story, isn't he? Well, early on, it was uh, they were, he wasn't even letting them fight it out. He was actually giving them one week each, if you remember. He was just yep. rotating. It was almost like the juniors, uh, and which was a really strange thing. I don't think I've ever seen that as senior football before. In the end, I think it was uh, in year two, they realised it just wasn't going to work. You need to give a goalkeeper the run of, of games so they can get some confidence. And, and the, you know, what's more important is the defence can get some confidence in them. And, uh, and obviously... Uh, Theoklatos at that point was number one, and uh, and then uh, Galekovic moved on, and in the end he played for Australia. He was he was he went to the World Cup, and well, he was in the Australian squads, many Australian squads since that time. And Michael Theoklatos, uh, strangely, maybe because of his uh, his uh, you know his disaster over at Norwich City when he went over there and spent a bit of time overseas, uh, that's probably a bit of a bit of mark against him. And uh, given that he's he's one of the players of the year as far as uh, Brisbane Roar is concerned, it's strange that uh, Theoklatos hasn't uh, been called up into a soccer camp. But there's a lot of good goalkeepers around at the moment. Let's talk about the Melbourne Heart game in Morwell at the Latrobe City Stadium against Wellington Phoenix. They come away with the three points. It was an interesting game. The woodwork was struck by both sides a couple of times and both teams would have felt aggrieved with the final scoreline. I think Melbourne Heart probably should have scored another goal at least, maybe a couple more. And then Wellington Phoenix had their chance to steal a point late in the game. The big problem was the lack of attendance, mm. lack of local people at the game because Melbourne Heart supporters went up. There were some Wellington Phoenix people there, but there didn't seem to be too many locals. Yeah, it was a disgrace. I, I got, you know, of course, you know, in the lead up to it, people were being nostalgic, and I mean, I even played there at uh, at Gippy uh, when the, when they had Gippy Falcons playing there, and uh, so you know, everyone was looking forward to the game. But uh, you know, when two thousand nine hundred and fifty one turn up, of uh, many of those uh, support 
supporters being from Melbourne and as you said from Phoenix, there would have been there wouldn't have been any more than five hundred people from the local area there. And Melbourne Heart, I mean, people criticise clubs for not investing in areas. Melbourne Heart's put two years of hard work into that area, and it's just not uh, stuff where they've just gone there, spent five minutes, and walked away. They've had you know, especially during the off season, you know, week long sessions there, uh, building relationships with the community. So that uh, that figure is was deplorable, and uh, and I don't blame Melbourne Heart. I just think now they've got to rethink it, the whole thing, and I really believe that they've got to maybe yes, still take it to regional areas, but be a bit cle- more clever about it. They have got a presence in Ballarat. They've spent some time there, but I've always liked Geelong. No one's really went up. No one's gone up the you know the Western Highway there or the Princess Highway and actually uh, and owned Geelong. And I think uh, you know Melbourne Heart are a possibility, especially with Johnny Didlitzer being from that area and a, you know some great Socceroos and, and players of the old NSL coming out of that area. And the other ones Bendigo too. These these places have got a football presence. Even Shepparton football presence uh, probably more likely to, to turn out in big numbers if they were playing A League games there. It's just a disappoint, disappointing, given that the Morwell Falcons were a top-line team, they're not going to get another look in. Melbourne Heart will not go back there. No one will ever go back there. They might have seen their last game of top-flight Australian football, and they've only got themselves to blame. It's, I'm watching that game, and there's a park or a, a field behind the, the, the game full of kids playing cricket in the nets and walking around. You can actually see quite closely... A few yep. local yokels having a cigarette and a, a <laughs> beer out the back. They got an A League game on their doorstep, and they, yep, they literally turn their back on it. Well, you know, the heart now, no. Uh, they've put all that investment in there. It's not going to work there. Move away and go somewhere else. Uh, still do the work that you're doing because they do damn fine work in the community. In fact, they're probably known at FFA headquarters as a, as a club with the template that uh, all clubs should follow as far as their community engagement is concerned. So, uh, yeah, move away. Still invest your time. When you don't have the resources of the AFLs and crickets and, and, and sports like that, Viney, you can't waste your time uh, and spend any more time in a region that's just not going to be converted. And they, they showed through you know lack of numbers that they're not going to be converted there at uh, the Falcons or at, in Gippsland. We'd love to hear from any Melbourne Heart fans that did venture down to the Gippsland area, to Morwell, to watch this game. Tell us about the crowd, whether you were there with a group of travelling fans and just your feel on that small crowd and on the game as well. David in Caulfield has joined us. Good evening, David. G'day, guys. How's it going? Very well, thanks. Just, I've been a big... I'm not a big soccer fan. I'm an AFL man. I love the Bulldogs. But to me, this just sort of sounds like soccer isn't as embedded in people's minds as probably the press make out to be. Definitely SEN talks about it a lot. And like just throwing out country centres to go play games at... That's what the AFL did in the 80s and 90s with the fit and stuff. It's just outdated thinking. Shouldn't these guys be a lot more strategic about where they build their relationships in the country? I think so. You're spot on, Dave. I think, uh, you know, the big battle that football or soccer has uh, going forward over the next 10 years is to win the hearts and minds. Hearts and minds means that when uh, it's raining and it's wet and there's other things on, you'll still want to go to the football. AFL's got that. Cricket, to some extent, has got that. Uh, but uh, soccer hasn't got that. And they've got, haven't got that for many, many reasons, even though they've got, you know, uh, close to 2 million uh, people 
overall uh, participant base, uh, you know, by way of ABS figures. So uh, this whole thing about going to regional areas is fine, but they've got to be able to win the hearts and minds in those areas so they can support the club. And uh, and that means when you're when you're not playing there, they're going to come to Melbourne to watch it. So or at least support in some other way that can be measured in financial or commercial terms. So yeah, it's a lot of hard work, mate. And I think uh, Hart have put the hard work in that area. They didn't get the reward, so move out of there. And uh, and if you're going to go to a regional area, go to something a little bit more established. As we said, Geelong, Ballarat, Bendigo, Shepparton, and these sort of places are the places to go, Dave. Thanks a yeah, lot. Yeah, I mean, yep. that, that's sort of what we're thinking. But, I mean, you just would have thought that everybody raves about soccer. Beckham's all over the press at the moment. Harry Kuehl's all over the back page. Uh, and then they pull out a crowd of two and a half, three thousand 3,000 people. We just think, well, stop wasting your time. No, well, that, that's yeah. not true. That's not true. This was an attempt to go to an old an old breeding ground of Australian professional soccer. It's where actually Thompson plied his trade. They went back there. It was maybe misguided, but no, that's not indicative of the crowds at the A-League this season. Up across the board, consistently good crowds, high membership numbers for the Melbourne victory. I'll tell you this much, the expansionist AFL will be very happy if Greater Western Sydney can match the numbers that Melbourne Victory have achieved in their first six years. So there are parallels to be drawn and don't throw baby out with the bathwater because a single experiment has failed at Morewell this year because this year has been a good one for the A-League, David. We thank you for calling in and we also thank Eugene Galekovic for taking time out to join us. As I said, a firm favourite with Melbourne Victory fans and I do know, look, I went to that famous uh, first final, oh, was it three years ago? at Adelaide when Melbourne Victory got a result and Eugene had just left the victory to play for Adelaide United and he was on the receiving end of some not-so-gentle ribbing, but there was, through it all, some real mutual, there was mutual respect between the former man in blue and now man in red. And he joins us now. Good evening, Eugene. G'day, guys. How are you? Yeah, very good to hear you join us. And just wondering, have you cast an eye on some of your old teammates taking on LA Galaxy and David Beckham tonight? Yeah, I watched a bit of the first half and uh, it's good that they uh, scored a few goals and they're uh, taking, up, taking it up to the uh, USA team, so it's good for the A-League in general. Not very goalkeeper friendly though, nice and open and um, not too much body contact in the penalty area and then a penalty given that would have, well, Ante Kovic couldn't believe it and in the end had a bit of a laugh with the referee, so I wouldn't have thought that the goalkeepers union would have signed off on this one. To be honest, I missed it. So I missed that third goal. So uh, yeah, it, it's a friendly game, and uh, you know you, you don't want to see bad tackles or you know um, injuries in these kind of games. And it's it's good for the crowd that it's nice and open, and uh, you know hopefully we see some more goals. Eugene, it's Carlos Alberto. Um, the uh, Adelaide United. You've since you moved over from Melbourne to to join them. You've been involved with Asian Champions League success. Uh, you know A League final success. You've been one of the powerhouses of the competition this year. There's been a you know movement of players out and a movement of players in. Things aren't going well at the moment. There's all sorts of things coming out in the media as far as uh, the way Rini Cullen's handling things. As an experienced player at that club who's experienced the good times and now going through this this bad patch. How are you finding it there at the moment? And are you capable uh, as a team to unite and actually overcome this problem you got over there with the, with the results and the performances? Yeah, you're right. We're like under the pressure, obviously. Results aren't going our way. And uh, it's one of those things, obviously, you know, you hear what the media have to say and that, but you, you try not to tend to... 
um, believe it, and uh, you, you go go along with your business. It's a bit like what Mel- Melbourne Victory is kind of going through uh, now, and you know, for both teams, it's going to be a massive game uh, on Saturday because uh, whoever loses will be even more under the pump. So, um, yeah, like an experienced player, you, you try not to, um, you know, uh, believe what's in the paper. You try not, you try not reading it even uh, because you know it kind of to some players it gets to them, and you know, it, it's a confidence thing as well. So you kind of tend to just. Go to training, do the best you can, and then uh, you know wait for the game to come along and give it your best. There has been a bit of unravelling. We saw that in the game against Central Coast. But what has been most surprising, I think, from afar this year, is a team that has, on paper, real strike power with Bruce Gito now at the club. Uh, they're, they're, you just would have thought that the offensive edge of Adelaide United would have scored a lot more goals than we've seen thus far this season. Yeah, exactly right. We, you know, we still got Sergio Van Dijk. He's coming back this week yep. as well, and and Bruce. You know, they're their proven goal scorers. I think it's more the, um, you know, the probably the um, cre- creativity we lack in the midfield. If anything, that we're not creating as much. You know, obviously Marcos Flores was a huge loss. Um, you had Matthew Lecky on one side, Travis Stone on the other. That kind of split defences open, and uh, we're just kind of missing that. With obviously Andy Slurry going home and retiring from football. Um, you know, we probably lack a little bit in that department. But in saying that, we do have the strike power. we just got to get it to them. As I said earlier, Eugene, you guys are used to success and you're, you're professional. There's not too many young guys in the side. You're professionals that are used to winning. Uh, have you had the crisis meeting in the change room yet? You don't have to tell us what was said or anything like that. But 4-0, a home defeat, your biggest home defeat in the history of the A-League for you guys, that's got to be something that cuts deep. Yeah, it's um, you know we classify Hardmarsh as one of the you know um, you know best grounds you know we we play on, but in terms of like opposition fan uh, opposition teams coming um, you know it's like a doldrum for them and uh, losing four nil on the weekend uh, it's the highest loss we've had at Highmarsh and uh, it's one of those things we want to get three points every time we play at Highmarsh and then get points away from home and uh, yeah it's a massive loss and we've just got to bounce back we've been saying it for a while now but. It is actually time, like, you know, it's kind of the final series. Uh, we're getting further and further away, even though it's early stages. We, we don't want to get to that catch-up stage. So, um, you know, what a game against Melbourne Victory on Saturday. Uh, it's, it's a big rivalry for Adelaide and Melbourne. And, um, you know, we, we, we want to win just to, you know, keep, keep close to the final series. Prior to the floodgates opening a little bit in this game against Central Coast Mariners, well, a lot, let's be honest, four goals let in at home is no good. Your own form in terms of saves, I think you almost lead or uh, second, you're now second in the competition in total saves, Eugene. 13 goals in eight games for a team under siege. Your own form, how are you with that? Are you comfortable with it at the moment? It reads well? Oh, it doesn't read well when you're copying a lot of goals. Um, <laughs> obviously, you know, four goals and then seven goals. Other than those two games, we've been kind of pretty solid. Uh, you know, before this game, we only lost four. Uh, oh, sorry, we we didn't lose in four, so it, it was going, um, it was getting better. But this game obviously um, put us back a little bit. Um, obviously, like to keep more clean sheets, and uh, you know, if we do that, then you know we'll get more results. But uh, you know, it, it's it's one game at a time for us, and uh, hopefully, you know, we get get a clean sheet this week, and uh, you know, I stop uh, conceding goals, and we start winning more games.
I suppose if you're making a lot of saves, Eugene, it's probably not a good sign. It means that uh, the other side's got a fair bit of the ball and you're attacking third. But uh, tell us about Adelaide uh, when things aren't going well. Uh, I, I did pick up uh, an article on the net uh, from one of the Adelaide papers and suddenly they've got a stream, almost a, a conga line of uh, former players who have got uh, some opinion about how things are going and, and uh, you know, even former staff, uh, you know, physios and stuff like that saying stuff. What's Adelaide like when things aren't going well? Do they, is it, do you, do you have to become really insular because everyone's out to really have a crack at the team? Yeah, um, you know, it's like a, you know, coming from Melbourne, Melbourne's uh, a big a big city and uh, coming to Adelaide, it's like a small country town and there's only one paper that writes here and, you know, obviously um, when things aren't going good, then uh, it, like, a lot of things turn negative and the last two weeks, it's uh, a lot of negative stuff in the paper and in the media here on the, on the radio stations and um, I did read that uh, article and, um, you know, it, it, it's hard to take because um, it's people you know that have been saying this and uh, if it's true or not, it, it doesn't really matter. It's it's a negative uh, feeling and, you know, it affects the crowds. Our crowds are dropping a little bit and um, we've just got to get to winning ways again and um, that'll bring the positive uh, back into it and uh, will increase the crowds as well. So, you know, it's all about results and when you're not go- going good, you can't complain because, uh, you know, People say things and um, people tend to believe it because it's such a small city here. The one thing that Adelaide does have going for them, same as Melbourne victory, whilst the form hasn't been great, the ladder is pretty compressed and you're only one one win away from challenging for a spot in the six and a couple of wins away from climbing right up the table very quickly. Yeah, exactly right. Um, You know, our first eight or nine games, you know, if you don't look at the results, we haven't been playing too good. We have to actually, uh, you know, um, work on that, work on our tactics, work on our fitness, work on work on everything because uh, we're, a, a, you know, we're below par at the moment. And uh, if we start playing well, then results will come. But, we, you know, we're going to have to come out on uh, Saturday and uh, show that we can play. How about with your aspirations for the Socceroos, uh, Eugene? Obviously, if the team's not going well, the spotlight's not on, on so much your performance, uh, but maybe the fact that the team's not doing so well. Do you get a bit frustrated given that you were knocking on the door? You actually went to the last World Cup and obviously seen as one of the top goalkeepers in the A-League. Do you think uh, the form of the side's maybe affecting the chances of you maybe getting called up for some of these World Cup qualifiers, maybe in that second round in, uh, in Asia? Yeah, maybe it does. In the end, I don't really, um, you know, I don't look to play for the Socceroos. I, I, I try to play well for my club, um, you know, and if I do that, then, you know, that, it's kind of like a bonus. It's um, I can only worry what I do at, do at my club, and if I do well, club does well, then I'm every chance. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still hopeful that I, I can represent my country, and, uh, you know, it's always an honour to represent my country. So, you know, I'd love to get that opportunity again. Well, Eugene, we thank you for joining us tonight. We know that, and I'm sure you know that you've got many firm fans still in Melbourne, so there'll be that mixed reaction behind the goals, as there always is when you line up against the Melbourne Victory or indeed Melbourne Heart. They'll be booing you, but with a <laughs> smile on their faces. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure playing against Melbourne. Uh, obviously, with my family and friends down there, uh, yeah, always love coming there and uh, playing against them, so can't wait. Great stuff. Eugene Galekovic there from Adelaide, where Adelaide United are struggling. Second bottom on the table, lowest scorers. But the good news is, as I said, 
two weeks, two wins, six points, and they can catapult themselves and entrench themselves in the top six. That's one good thing about the competition. It is pretty even behind. Well, now with Brisbane Raw defeated by Sydney FC, even teams like Central Coast, who are in great form, would be eyeing off top spot. Well, if Melbourne Victory uh, you know, don't like the, the scrutiny on them in Melbourne, uh, what I read in the papers the other day and also what I'm hearing coming out of Adelaide, they eat their own over there, Fanny. It's no different with their football sides in the AFL and certainly no different with their football side in the A-League. So, uh, yeah, they've got to fight their way. And as uh, Eugene said, winning solves everything and winning with a bit of style actually wins everyone over. Their crowds are dropping, which is something that's uh, a little bit abnormal in the A-League for them. They've been pretty good the last, se- last couple of seasons.